Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital, where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join Pastors Michael and Heather Giroux in their passion to help you live your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. Welcome to church, everyone. Michael and Heather here, and today is... Miracle Miracle Offering Offering Sunday. Sunday. Are you ready for it? It's going to be a great day. I hope you're tuned in and ready to go. We invite you to go ahead and text someone, share that link at the bottom left of your screen and get involved today because it is going to be a very big day. It's going to be a big day. It's true. There's going to be many big, significant, miraculous moments because today again is Miracle Miracle Offering Offering Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. You might be wondering, what is Miracle Offering Sunday? And also wondering, where are they right now? Yeah, where are they? We can we can help with that. We can definitely help. Miracle Offering Sunday, first of all, let me tell you, it's all about us believing together for the miraculous in your life personally and for the, for the next steps that God has for us for Citizen Heights, for our church as a family. That's, that's what Miracle Offering Sunday is about. It's a miracle moment for your life and for your church. That's right. And as for the question, where are we right now? We wanted to bring you to ground zero of the big thing that God is doing at Citizen Heights right now. So without any further delay, Heather and I want to welcome you to what we hope will become the future home of our Citizen Heights, Virginia campus. True. (laughs) This is incredible. There is so much we want to show you today on Miracle Offering Sunday. Yeah. So here's the game plan. Heather and I and a few of our friends, we're gonna spend the morning here today and we're gonna show you around a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna share some more vision with you about the Virginia campus. Sounds good. We'll do that while the worship team is back at our Tinleytown campus, right. getting ready to lead us in a powerful time in God's presence. Yeah, we'll check in with them in a minute. Um, and, and, and get into worship. That's right. Yeah. We're going to worship and pray and give and then hear a teaching from the Bible and then we're gonna hear even more vision. Yeah, and of course, if, if you're watching via the CH app or on the CH website, you can engage in our live chat and that's where you can get your amen heard. You can put in a prayer request. You can get live prayer with a pastor at any point during the experience. And, if, and I'd ask you to stick around to the very end today because I have five declarations I want to pray and declare over your life on this Miracle Sunday. It's gonna be powerful. And don't forget that you can give your miracle offering at any time throughout this meeting. So right. just designate it home of our own and we'll make that information really visible yeah. on the screen throughout the entire experience today. Yeah, that's right. So that'll pop up here and there and you'll be able to give it at any time. And even if you're watching on Facebook Live or you're watching on YouTube, do what I do, do what we do. Open yeah. your CH app. Uh, for teaching notes, open the Citizen Heights website and there you'll have an ability to chat, to amen, to pray. Those are tools not just in place for you to watch church. Those are in place so that we can all be the church together. I love it. But first, we want to get you ready for a great Miracle Offering Sunday. Yeah, so the Miracle Sunday offering uh, is going to help us make where we're located right now, 25350 Poland Road. 25350 Poland Road, right? That's where we're right now. Yeah, soon to be AKA'd as Citizen Heights Dulles Campus. 
and we're going to make that a reality together. That's right. Dulles Campus. Dulles That's Campus. got an incredible ring to it, yep, doesn't I like it? it? Church, we've seen God do several incredible miracles, but there are a few more left to go. Yeah. And the $500,000 that we're believing God for is something that we can all get involved we with. Each it. one of us has a part to play. That's right. And as Heather said, you can give that offering at any time throughout the meeting today. Just designate it home of our own. And uh, you know, something else we've done that we've never done before is I felt like we should put together a chart and we're calling it the engage chart. Remember last week we talked about um, engaging and, and this chart really shows practically how this goal of $500,000 could be achieved. And I felt like we needed to be able to see the amount and, and how many people at each gift amount so that then we could stretch our faith to give at the biggest level, the biggest level we each personally can. So that means all of us all together, giving sacrificially and giving generously. That's so good. So take a look at the engage graphic today and consider the part that you'll play as yeah. you engage in this exciting faith adventure with us. Yeah. If you're ready and you want to give now, you can go for it or you can wait until the normal offering time and, and just do it then. Yeah. And so we started this year with what I thought was what I felt like was a yeah. prophetic word to the church uh, from Ezekiel 37. There's a sound. And that was a theme that we just landed on. There's a sound from Ezekiel 37 uh, about the valley of dry bones. And in that valley, I felt like God was saying that his voice was going to be heard, that we would awake, we would arise, and we would assemble. And we had no idea when we started talking about how dry, right. how dead the valley of 2020 would start and how it would feel. But God is speaking to your valley today. I believe there's a miracle in every home. I believe there's a resurrection turnaround and a fresh start for your life. So... Yeah. So let's engage. Let's welcome one yeah. another in the chat. Let's give. Let's pray. Let's see God's possible come to pass. Yeah, and it's Miracle Sunday. So let's join the worship team at our Tenley Town campus right now as they lead us in a powerful song together. You know, the song they're going to lead us in, it's called Come Alive. It's from Ezekiel 37 to dry bones. And we're going to speak to dry bones. We're going to speak to dry dreams and dry marriages and dry businesses. And as we do together, we are going to see a miracle. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship together, church. Let's put our hands together. Come on.
Welcome back, everybody. I love that song, and I love the declaration that we just made over our church and you made over your life and over your family. And uh, we're just gonna believe God today for restoration and for a recovery of all that's been lost. Romans 8 says that God works all things together for good for those who are called. Come on, you're called, and God is working things for good. God is working it for your good. And I'm not talking about a U-shaped recovery 
Come on, we hear that in finances and in the news right now uh, that, you know, a U-shaped recovery is really what you could do on your own. I'm talking about a V recovery, miraculously supernatural Jesus type recovery, not some slow progression to restoration, but an explosion of supernatural multiplication in your life. Amen. Amen. And, and you know what else on Miracle Sunday? I'm thinking about the church right now. I'm thinking about what God is doing for God's house to experience God's miraculous provision. And uh, so welcome back to Sisson Heights and welcome back to the possible future Dulles campus. The Dulles campus, yeah. you guys, that sounds so good. Yeah. What a ring to it, right? Let's go ahead right now and prepare our tithes and our miracle offering. This is the big moment that you'll one. be able to continue. Yep. You know, you can continue to give all day, but this is the moment we've been waiting for. Yeah. You can see four easy ways to give on the screen. For the last few weeks, Michael and I have been sharing this incredible opportunity yep. that God has presented to us. Yeah, and, and uh, I remember when I came to tour this building that we're standing in right now, it was back in January mm -hmm. or February, or very early in the year. And at the time, this building was listed at $5.9 million and the county assessment matched that asking price. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Amazon and Google and Microsoft, they're all buying uh, around this area. So. We knew it wasn't going to last right. unless God was in it. And they had an initial offer on this building for $5.4 million that they accepted, but that fell apart before mm -hmm. it got to closing. And then they had a $5 million offer that they rejected. And we looked at this and we said, we're going to need a miracle. Mm -hmm. It's Mir Miracle Sunday mm -hmm. and we believe in miracles. And so over the summer, we felt uh, that it was time to make an offer. And so uh, we made our offer and there were five other interested parties okay at the time. One put in an offer nearly a quarter of a million dollars more than ours, but our offer was accepted. Come on, miracles, right? And, and so and here, here we are. We are. Yeah. We're under contract at yeah. 3.9 million, yeah. 2 million under assessment, and we're set to close in four weeks. Yeah. Miracles. miracles, right? So today we want you to engage and envision with us. Just look at this 12,000 square foot building. It's not just a building, it's a great looking building. And, and just envision it with me, just it teeming with life. Envision it, it's got, now I know it's got great visibility from the street, I love that. And it's easy to get to, there's several major roadways intersecting around it. Uh, but envision people and families from Dulles and Fairfax and Loudoun, uh, college students from George Mason, and envision, envision these visitors and guests and people streaming into this building. Absolutely. And we've got the kids ministry wing. Yes, that's right. A There's wing. an entire wing. Just yeah. imagine all these adorable little kids running around, learning about Jesus, memorizing Bible verses, and all the things that will anchor their souls in yeah. Jesus, yeah. climbing on the place structure, eating their snacks under the sail shades outside. They're so pretty. Yeah. Uh, taking rides in Noah's Ark. That'll be fun for them. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I, I love the kid's wing. And I love that the, the lot itself is really special. It sits on 6.58 acres. So there's so much room. There's so much land. There's space that we can use now, but there's space that we can grow and expand and use in the future. So in fact, the approved plans when this was built already included a phase two for a larger auditorium, doubling the daycare, adding a gym, and adding all the parking it would need. It was already thought of from the very beginning to expand for the future. 
Wow. So this feels like Miracle Offering Sunday, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I love the land. I love the parking, yeah. our very own parking lot that wraps around to the back of the property. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much to get excited about. I wish you were here with us right now and, and I can't wait to show it to you in person. But this is what Miracle Offering Sunday is all about, right? That's right. We wanted to give you a sneak peek as we all engage and go all in to make this dream a reality. Yeah. As we said earlier, we've yeah. seen God do That's some right. incredible miracles, but there's a few more left to go. That's right. And one of them is raising $500,000 in finances to bridge the gap to mm -hmm. make this a reality. Right? As you see this building and tour with us, can you see it? Can you yeah. envision it? God is going to do more. And the $500,000 that we're believing God for is something that we can all get involved We can involved all get in. involved with, right. And we're never, we've never done this before, but I told you earlier, as we prepare to give, we felt like we should put together a chart for Miracle Sunday offering. And, and the engage chart, that's what we're calling it, engage, right? Shows practically how we can achieve this goal together. So I felt like we needed to be able to see the amounts and see the mountains that God's about to move and, and how many people at each gift amount. And then we're gonna stretch our faith. Yeah. We're gonna give at the biggest level that we can. And there's gonna be some, honestly, I believe there's gonna be some who give more than they've ever given or even thought mm -hmm. possible to give. And there's others that are gonna give sacrificially and obedient to the thing that God speaks to their heart. And that means all of us together, giving sacrificially and giving generously. That's right. So as you take a look at the Engage Giving graphic on the screen, go ahead and stretch your faith. Right. You can give now or anytime during the experience. We're gonna bring that information up several more times so yeah. you can have the details that you need. I want to encourage you to allow God to stretch your faith and stretch your generosity to never before reached levels. Yeah, go go as big and all in as you big. ever have. You know, what we say is just be obedient to God. Yeah, and obviously in the natural, we would not have chosen right now to have this giving moment, but we prayed, we considered it before uh, the Lord and what he would have us do. And we feel like it's God's timing. We felt like we needed to say yes to God. And we know that God holds the times and season. He holds our, our every need in his hands. He's yep. so good. And as we each take care of God's house, we are going to watch in wonder as he takes care of each of I, our houses. I believe that yeah. he's going to. And I love that. Take care of God's house. He'll take care of your house. I can feel that we're on the edge of something pretty incredible. So, so together we're going to engage right now. Together we're going to watch God do the miraculous together. You know, we're not just in into this to get a building, but to see God fill it, to overflow with people who need to know Jesus is everything they've ever mm -hmm. been looking for and everything that they'll ever need, right? So we get to be venture capitalists in the adventure of the gospel of Jesus, reaching thousands of people throughout the Dulles Corridor. So that's very exciting. So exciting. It will be because that we all engaged, each and every one of us, in sacrificial giving, creative right. giving, inventive giving, yeah, inventive generous giving, giving yep. in Jesus' name. Yeah, so you had plenty of time to prepare your gift. And so let's pray right now and let's ask God Amen. to speak to your heart, to each one of us together. Are you ready? All right, take your gift in your hand or take your device in your hand before you hit send. Father, we know a great and effective door stands before us today. We, we need a miracle. God, we're just gonna say we need you to show up. We also know that your word says faith comes by hearing the word not just hearing the need. So we ask right now that you're gonna do a supernatural quickening. You're gonna to speak to our hearts. And Father, we pray that we'll have the courage to give a bold response of obedience in Jesus' name, that you're gonna pour out a blessing through our giving that impacts lives for generations to come. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Go ahead, let's give now as we go ahead and check out Citizen Heights News. Your mobile phone is with you everywhere you go, and now we are too. We are excited to let you know that we have released our new church app. Our mobile app is loaded with the greatest resources to help you better connect with the church and ultimately with God. You can look up scriptures or listen to the Bible. We have a secure note-taking journal. You can look at all of our social media, and you can even give inside of the app. There are so many features that will help you stay up to date with everything we are doing here at the church. The beautiful part is that it's all in one simple place. Download it today in the iTunes or Android store and see how easy it is to stay connected. Heart for the House is our once-a-year offering over and above our normal giving, where everyone in our church can play a part. Giving to Heart for the House enables our church to do the extra things that make a big difference in people's lives. Throughout the year, we're showcasing some of our initiatives and partners. This week's spotlight is A21. The vision of A21 is to live in a world without slavery. For 10 years now, they've set their feet to action in bringing an end to human trafficking. A21 operates in 17 different locations across the globe with the heart cry to reach, rescue, and restore. Each day, A21 works to bring the basic freedoms we enjoy to desperate situations. Freedom, that's their simple and powerful goal for every human being on the planet. Citizen Heights, you can partner with us by giving to Heart for the House, and together we can make a big difference to help those most vulnerable. To find out more about all our Heart for the House initiatives for 2020, check out the Heights Foundation page at citizenheights.com. You know, it's pretty incredible to be here right now preaching what I hope will be the first of many, many Sundays right here at our Dulles campus. And we have uh, with me today the Amen audience right behind me. And uh, you can see uh, the Praise Posse. Uh, really, it's a gallery of some great friends, some great lovers of Jesus and great team members of our Virginia campus. And I hope you feel like you've engaged already today. I hope, like you're, I hope that you're leaning in and connecting and getting involved and, and really going all in and becoming a part of this Miracle Sunday together. And in a few moments, I want to take uh, time to make several declarations over your life in faith for the miracles you've been hoping for and that you've been praying for and that you've been believing for. But before I do that, so, so stick around for those declarations. But before I do, we've been in a series the last few weeks entitled Love Thy Neighbor. And uh, it's a life-changing series. And we've heard some great members of our teaching team. And uh, last week, I, I wanna give you a brief review of last week uh, because we had one takeaway last week and that was we love our neighbor when we engage practically. Yeah. And if you recall, uh, 
we talked about the feeding of the 5,000, how the disciples sat the people in rows. And right now in front of me, I, I see empty rows in this room. I see empty rows in this building that I believe will soon be filled. And, you know, we looked at that text and we talked about how it was practical surrender, the, the simple practical surrender of a young boy's lunch. And we talked about the practical necessity of sitting people in rows and serving them. And we talked about the practical necessity of giving people a place to eat. And as I stand here right now and uh, consider that God is giving us an opportunity to, to provide a place for people to eat, to provide a place for people to rest, to provide a place for people to be uh, strengthened and find the presence of God and live out the promises of God. Uh, there's something practical about loving our neighbor. And we talked last week about planning to be generous and planning to provide. And, and, and that's how we love our neighbor is in practical things. And uh, among other things, we talked about the impractical and impossible miraculous outcome of that text. Remember, it said that it's the feeding of the 5,000, but they estimate there was 15,000 people, 5,000 men plus wives and girlfriends and, and children. And, and it says that they were all fed and they all ate until they were full. And I, I'm just believing that God is going to do something special in your heart today and in my heart today, just as we refresh that, that we love our neighbor when we engage practically. But then God does something supernaturally, right? And it, so it's not just in big things. It, it's not just mountaintop moments. It's not just miracle offerings like today. It's in the small, meaningful, practical moments. And then we talked about baskets being left over. Do you remember that last week? Baskets left over, baskets of blessing and baskets of fulfillment, baskets of joy and resources, baskets in this room of souls. Come on, baskets in this room of saved marriages, baskets in this room of God's abundance in each home and in your home. We love our neighbor when we engage practically, but there's been so much that God has already done. Today, as we continue the series, I wanna just take a few moments and give you one more thought. Are you ready for it? Yeah. You ready for it? Yeah. They're ready for it, we're ready for it. This week, my one takeaway, it's found in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Uh, we're gonna read verses 25 to verse 37. And uh, I wanna read it together and prepare our hearts for what God is continuing to do on this Miracle Sunday. I'm gonna pick it up right up at, at verse 25. It says, and behold, a lawyer stood up to him to the test, stood him to the test, excuse me, stood up to put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And so in verse 27, he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strengths, with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered cor correctly. Do this and you will, you will live. But then desiring to justify himself, he said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? Who is the, my neighbor? And Jesus replied with a, a very well-known parable. And it starts in verse 30. He said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him for dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him pass by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. 
Verse 33, but a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him. He bound up his wounds. It says that he poured oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever you spend, I will repay it when I come back. Verse 36, Jesus turns again to the, to the man and says, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. Come on, church. I believe the Holy Spirit is turning to you and I today and saying, you have an opportunity now to have a turn to do likewise. You know, we have an opportunity today. And um, as I was preparing for today, I thought about something that I love to do and something that I know a lot of people uh, in our church love to do. But I'll ask you in a question. uh, Have you ever paid someone else's bill? All right. Have, have, just put yourself in that moment where you've paid someone. Have you ever done that? Maybe at a restaurant or maybe at the movies. I know we don't go to the movies anymore, but, <laughs> but there was a time that we tell our kids, there was a time we would go to the movies and uh, we would pay somebody's way. And I, I know we've got generous people here um, and we would say, I got you, right? I got you covered. That's what we'd say. We're saying, I'll pay your way. I got you. I've got you covered. And Christians at restaurants are notorious for fighting over the check. If you go to a good church anyway, I think that, that should be the, the case. We say things like, don't you dare, you know, we're, we're scheming to get the, the bill past us before anybody knows. And uh, if a fight breaks out, you'll say something like, don't steal my blessing, right? Because, because we found there's a joy in generosity. There's a joy in picking up the tab. We found that there's a joy in paying someone else's way and covering someone when they don't expect it or they don't anticipate it. You know, there's just a joy in that. But have you ever had that joy come from paying their tab anonymously? It's one thing to do it right in front of them and and so everyone can see, but when no one knows it was you, you know, when there's no credit given and and no thank yous extended, uh, sometimes we like to pay for someone we don't know. Heather and I, we get sneaky and we'll pay for someone that we don't know. And recently we were, um, we were in a restaurant in Alexandria and there was, there was an Alexandria police officer with his wife and two kids and they were eating. And so we got sneaky and we pulled the waitress aside and we said, when it's time, we got them. Bring their bill to us. And shh, you know, we were very clear. This is covert operation. You know, and I'm not telling you this to brag because honestly, we're talk- it's not a big deal. We're talking about pizza and wings and a few dollars, but... But what happened is the entire time we ate, there there was a joy just knowing we get to pick up the tab. And then the boys were were all with us and they were interested in them. And of course, they wanted to see their reaction when when it was paid. And of course, they wanted to dispense with the anonymous component (laughs) and let them know, hey, it was us. Uh, But but we were going to fly under the radar. And, And then this other group in the restaurant struck up a conversation with the officer. And uh, they thanked him for his service and, and had a conversation. And, and in my own thoughts, I was like, great. Now, now when the waitress says their tab has been taken care of, they're going to think it was this other group. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna get the credit. You know, it was just an inner thought. And it was weird because 
I, and I'm just being honest here, I didn't mind the overture uh, being anonymous. I had no problem with it being an anonymous thing. But for some reason, I didn't want someone else to get the credit. Right. I, I was okay it was, it was unknown, but I didn't want it to be somebody else known. And in that moment, I had to quickly turn that thought, you know, it's, it's okay if someone else gets the credit for my generosity. Like it was just that small thing because my generosity is, is really only a reality because Jesus is generosity, right? His generosity to save me and change my heart and turn around a selfish life and patiently work with me while I become a generous life. And did you know something many of us have discovered now as, you know, walking with God over the years and he's allowed us to help people in moments of need, we've discovered that the bigger the tab, the greater the joy. Amen. You know, the bigger the tab, the greater the joy. There's a joy to generosity, and the bigger the tab, the greater the joy. And, and so I have one thought for you today from this passage we just looked at in Luke chapter 10. One thought for you, and it's simply this. We love our neighbor when we give generously. Amen. We love our neighbor when we give generously. You know, last week it was we love our neighbor when we, when we give practically and when we serve practically. But I want to talk about giving generously because in our text today, we see the Good Samaritan. Uh, we see him give generously. We see him loving an unknown neighbor, a neighbor who wasn't his neighbor, but became his neighbor. And he gives generously in so many ways. And the lawyer in this parable asks Jesus, he comes and it begins in verse 25. He, he says he, he put a test to him. He said, who is my neighbor? And Jesus's response made it clear. My neighbor and your neighbor and all of our neighbor is anyone we find in need. That's our neighbor. And the Samaritan man on his way from Jerusalem to Jericho encounters this scene. And the first thing he does, the first observation I see is he gives generous, is that he gives generously uh, because he's a Samaritan. So, so the first observation is this. He forgets himself and generously gives. He forgets himself and generously gives. Now, it, it says, and this detail is significant, that this man is a Samaritan. Now, to understand that he's a Samaritan is to understand, if you understand the context of their times, and if you understand the tension of the scene, there were very old and very real racial tensions between Hebrews and Samaritans. Samaritans were treated like dogs by the Jews, half-breeds by the Jews, callously and with contempt they were treated. And this Samaritan had an excuse to walk by. Do you understand? See, they're on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. This was traveled by Jews to and from temple service. So this was constantly traveled by Hebrews up and down this road. And here we have the Samaritan traveling and coming upon what most believe the victim was Jewish. And the priest, it says, had a duty to stop, but he walked by. The Levite had a spiritual obligation to stop, but it says he walked by. They're quite possibly on their way to or from temple, yet they walk on by. But the Samaritan, if anybody walked by, we'd understand why he would walk by. Yet instead, he engages and inconveniences himself and involves himself in the need of a neighbor. Who is my neighbor? My neighbor is anyone I encounter with need. And it says that that good Samaritan went to the man, left half dead. This alone is giving compassion generously. 
He forgets himself. He forgets the excuses he might have. He forgives, he forgets the, the history and the dynamic and generously gives. I want to say, I, I think it would be incredibly naive for us to think that the Samaritan doesn't have past, present, or ongoing offenses due to the ethnic and racial tensions of the day. I think it would be incredibly naive to think he hasn't been at the receiving end of injustice or unfairness or poor treatment and the resulting pain and scars from those encounters, yet he forgets himself and generously gives. Amen. See, what it, it, that is giving generously is loving our neighbor. Loving our neighbor, yes, it's practically serving, but it's generously giving. The second observation I see in our text, he involves himself and generously gives. Now, first he forgets himself and, and, and forgets the offenses and the problems and the issues he might have carried into that situation and generously gives, but now he involves himself. We see it in verse four, uh, 34, he, it says that he bound up his wounds, he poured in oil and wine. And what's happening here is the compassion he feels is leading him to re resources he gives. He's investing in a complete and absolute stranger. Uh, not just finances, because I think some of us find it fairly easier, uh, fairly easy, and maybe easier at times just to give a check. But this man now is serving hands-on, right? right? Well, listen, when you get the blood of your neighbor's wounds on you, and you allow yourself to engage in the cuts and the scrapes, when we get involved, see, we all have the opportunity to involve ourselves. The time it takes to hang in for someone, someone who needs a patient ear, somebody who needs a conversation of grace to bind them up, to pour out of yourself, to pour in God's hope and God's peace and God's promises. You know, that late night urgent care call where someone needs to be talked off the ledge and reminded that God's not done yet. Someone who needs to hear you say, God's going to heal you. Come on, stand strong. God's going to provide for you. Come on, you can make it. God will make you whole. God will bring you through. Someone who hears you say, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. I'll sit with you through the night. Together we'll get through the worst of it. See, the Samaritan involves himself and generously gives. He forgets himself and generously gives. Next, we see in verse 34, he hazards himself and generously gives. You know, I was reading this passage this morning, and in verse 34, it says that the Good Samaritan set him on his own animal and brought him to the inn. Now, I never, I never saw this until today. To be honest with you, this was fresh revelation to me because he, now he's hazarding himself. Why would I say that? Why would I say that the Samaritan is hazarding himself to give generously? Uh, you see, this is the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. We've talked about it. Did you know it's notorious for its danger? It's notorious for its winding ways and blind spots and difficulty. In fact, at the time, it was known as the Way of Blood. That was the nickname. Listen, if you're journeying down a road by yourself, and the name of the road is the Way of Blood, you may be in danger, right? Because, and they called it the way of the blood because of the blood which was shed there because robbers would attack and ambushes would be sprung. See, you don't want to spend any extra time on the way of blood. Right. You know, you don't want to be vulnerable on this road. And here the Samaritan is no longer riding on his animal. Wow. He's no longer on his, on his animal to, that he can steer and, and speed up and slow down as he wishes. 
Now the Samaritan is walking, walking next to the animal. There's no fast getaways when you've become a carrier of the wounded. Come on, there's no fast getaways when you're, when you're bringing that which is broken. And it's, there's, no, you, you don't, there's no more ducking in and out of canyons. He's slower now. He's a more easily attacked target. But he hazards himself and generously gives. Man, that's so powerful, isn't it? Amen. Finally, we see in verse 34 through and verse 35, he commits himself and generously gives. See, it says in verse 34, he brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him. Come on, take care of him. And then he says, and whatever more you spend, I'll repay you when I come back. Take care of him and whatever more it costs, whatever more you spend, I got it. I'll cover that. He says, whatever it takes, I'm all in. I'm seeing it through to completion. See, when we love our neighbor, we give generously. And that means that in this, in this instance, he says, I'm not just involved. I'm all in on this. I, I care and I'm committed to the ultimate success and the ultimate conclusion of someone I don't even know. I'm a part of this, and my, and my part doesn't end just because I dropped him at the end. I care about his disposition. I care about his restoration. Come on, I care about his future. So he commits himself and generously gives. Man, that's commitment, isn't it? See, commitment is something that we need. Because otherwise, in a moment like this, on a Miracle Sunday, when we go, oh, let's give together, it's, it's a sentiment. And it's a response to this God-inspired moment. But can I tell you, it's going to take commitment. Commitment is the internal agreement that we make with ourselves to follow through on a God-inspired moment. Commitment's that internal agreement that says, I felt it in the moment, and now I'm going to follow through because I care about its conclusion. I care about its success. Commitment to do what you're, we're moved to do. Commitment to do what God told us to do. Commitment is the anchor that keeps us off the rocks of selfish living. You know what I mean? Commitment is the fabric that clothes our naked momentary obsession that, that ties us to instead a spirit-led living. Yeah. Commitment to generosity. See, God is not limited what, by what he can do for people. He's not limited by what he can do for you. He's not limited by what he can do for us. He's not limited by what he can do in this place. But strangely, God has limited himself and that he's chosen to use us to minister to people through us. So God is only limited in what he can do for people by what we'll attempt in faith to do through him. Yeah. See, the good Samaritan went all out, right? The good Samaritan's commitment to give when he didn't even know the amount, our commitment to give. Can you imagine leaving somebody at a hotel in Washington, D.C. and saying, hey, have fun, get, get solid, Enjoy the spa, right? And when I get back, I'll take care of it. It's a blank check. Man, that's not just a moment on a road. That's a value in a life that is expressed. He forgets himself. He generously gives. He involves himself and he generously gives. He hazards himself and generously gives. And he commits himself and generously gives. And I love that. And that hazarding himself that speaks to my heart because I know we're in a year where we're, we would hazard ourselves. This is not the year we would 
choose to take a miracle offering and, and, and spread out and, and look to extend boundaries and, and increase reach. But you walk by the roads of life and you see the opportunities God puts before you. We could cross the street and keep walking. But I, I believe God is saying it's time to commit ourselves, to hazard ourselves, to involve ourselves, to forget ourselves, because there's lives that lay in the balance. You know, I, I told you earlier about our joy, that simple joy in paying the family's meal at that restaurant. Uh, but what I forgot to mention was uh, that that family got up, when they went up to go pay their bill, um, I was content that the bill was paid and I was even content that somebody else was gonna get the credit. I had just resigned that. Uh, that was fine with me. But a few minutes later, the dad walked back from the register. He came over to our table and he thanked us because the waitress had ratted us out. She, she still got a good tip, I'm happy to say, but she did not follow her instructions. And she told him who, who it was. The boys were glad, of course. And, and, uh, but I said, um, I said, the waitress wasn't supposed to tell you who we were. Uh, we just wanted you to know that you're appreciated and that someone's looking out for you. And uh, we talked for a minute and, and that was it. And al although I wanted to be anonymous, I was really, I was grateful for the conversation that we got to have. And then I started to think, someday, all the generous moments of your life and my life and of Citizen Heights together as a community, all of those generous moments are gonna be made public record in eternity. Yeah. They're gonna know who it was. And some of our generous moments in this life will lead to a thank you in the next life. Amen. Where we will get to see the life we touched and the family we impacted and the marriage we strengthened or the hope we deposited. You know, and, and this past week I was talking to Paul Roos, a, a member of our DC campus, and he has a computer business and he travels the world and he does great things and missions and with computers as well. And he told me about this one time when he brought this random chip of RAM just this random piece of RAM with him on a trip. And they had lots of su supplies, but this was just a random thing he had in his pocket. And at some point on the trip, a pastor came to him and said, my computer, this was in Africa, and he said, my computer can't handle a program I need to finish, uh, a very important work on this computer, and my computer can't handle the program I need. So Paul looked at his computer and looked at all the supplies and, and didn't have what, it, what he needed. And then, and then he happened to pull out of his pocket this obscure piece of hardware that someone else randomly gave him. And he pulled it out and, and what do you know? It was the exact amount of RAM necessary. It was perfectly compatible with this obscure computer and it fixed the pastor's computer so it could run the program he needed. Amen. Way to go, Paul, being generous. <laughs> but here's what happened. That pastor went on to translate the Bible for his region using that computer. People who never would have heard are now hearing about Jesus, literally because of one simple, generous moment. I'm telling you, the gifts we give in this life, there will be, there will be thank yous in the next life of things we had no comprehension of how far God would take it. Today is a miracle Sunday and, and really the next few weeks as we believe God together. And I believe people are gonna be lined up in heaven to say thank you, to say my life was changed forever by your willingness to pick up the tab, to say, I've got it, let me give generously. You know, it's gonna take an incredibly personal and an, an engaged, generous love to reach the Washington DC metro area. 
It's going to take a selfless love, a sacrificial love, an expand definition of neighbor that maybe we've never adopted before. But now we know a neighbor is one we find in need. And I can see it in my spirit. There's a great crowd coming towards us. And in the natural, we're saying, where are we going to get the bread to, to feed these people? Yeah, where are we going to get the buildings to seat these people? Where are we going to get the resources to do it all? And, and, and oh, what about, by the way, what about the fact that I'm already in peril? What about the fact that I don't know if I want to get involved? But today on Miracle Sunday, we say yes together as a church because here's the truth. Some won't be found in the great crowd coming to us. They'll be found in a singular moment as we come to them as we find them beaten and battered and abandoned on the road of life. And God is asking, who, who would be so generous? Who would be? And I understand we have our own needs. We have our own budgets. We have our own businesses. We have our own issues. We have our own challenges. We have our own shortages. And to be honest, we might even have a world of excuses and reasons why it would be okay if we crossed the street and walked on by. But instead, together today, we we're saying, this one's gonna find shelter. And we're gonna pick up the weight of this life. And we're gonna pick up the tab for this restoration. And we're gonna engage and get involved. And some of us already in, this, in, in, in Citizen Heights, we are the ones who fell among the thieves. We've already been in this story. And the enemy came to kill and steal and rob and left us for dead and left marriages for dead and hope for dead and children for dead and businesses for dead. But there's, there's a possibility that we find today because we thank God for someone who cared and carried us to this place where there's room for one more. Thank God for someone who carried us to a place where they talked about Jesus. Thank God for someone who carried us to a place where we fit even though we felt different. Thank God for someone who carried us to a place where God is still building his church and building in one more life. Thank God there's a God who cares about the one and his people who love you when you were the unknown neighbor, loved you right where you're at, bandaged your wounds, said, we'll pick up the tab. Come on, here's the simple message of the Bible and the miracle of your life today. Jesus picked up the tab for your life. Jesus said, I got it covered, put it on me. And when Jesus hung on the cross, the Bible says he took our sin and our punishment on himself so we could be forgiven and have relationship with God. If you've never accepted God's love and forgiveness for your life, or perhaps at one point in your past, maybe you did, but now you have some doubts. Let me lead you right now on Miracle Sunday for a miracle in your life. This eternal moment begins with just a simple prayer. I want you to pray it with me. All my friends will pray it with me all together. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my life because you first gave me yours. I love you, Jesus, because you first loved me. I confess that I'm a sinner. I accept you as my Savior. Take all I am. Take my life. It's yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's rejoice with those who just prayed that prayer. Yeah, if you just prayed that, I want to welcome you to the family. You know, in a moment, we're going to have a few reminders from Heather, and she'll 
She'll give you some next steps, and then I'm gonna send you off with that miracle declaration, so don't go anywhere. Uh, but first, let's sing right now as the team back at in our Tenley Town campus leads us in this last song together. Remember, don't go anywhere. We got a, a miracle declaration for your life. But right now, let's sing of God's great victory for your life in the point of need that you're looking at. God is gonna be faithful. You're the God of impossible. You're the God of our victory, Jesus. We worship you. Come on, sing this with me now. A weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. But when the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I know knows only how.
to Jesus today, we want you to know how easy it is to take your next steps. Right. Don't let what started today end today. Go ahead and tell someone. We would love for you to click that connection card link at the top of your screen. We want to connect with you and be praying with you and celebrate your decision today That's with right. you. Number two, you can get growing in God right away. And the best way to do that is by reading the Bible. You can read the Bible through our CH app. We've made it super easy for you to access. You can get started right away. Lastly, now you're a part of God's family. Welcome. God's got a place for you here at Citizen Heights, so get involved. Join a citizen group, engage in our chat each week on CH Live, and get to know your new church family. Yeah, that's great. Those are three powerful next steps that you can right now get involved right. with. It's Miracle Sunday, and as we say goodbye, I wanna make a declaration. We want to make a declaration over you today to come alive in God. And so I'm gonna ask you to join us in these declarations over your life, over your family, over your house, and speak God's promises that are yes and amen. So the first one I'm gonna do, I declare over you right now, you will not be anxious. You will refuse to carry the weight of anxiety. You are not going to agree with the lies of the enemy or misinformation or human panic. Uh, you're gonna to choose to stand on the word of God. We declare that you're gonna walk in faith. You're gonna walk in love. You're gonna walk in the peace of God that stands guard over your mind, over your heart, and over your body. So. I declare over you right now uh, that you're gonna have peace right now, even not a peace dependent on the next news cycle or political ebbs and flows, but rather on the peace of God 
and unconditional love and ever faithful word. Amen. We declare that we will walk in wisdom, discernment, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right. We ask for wisdom today. Uh, God, your word says that if I ask for it, you give it generously. Amen. Amen. Give us wisdom and discernment in practical matters, in our relationships, in how we manage life as we begin to leave behind the bunker mentality, embrace living in the midst of an unsolved virus. God, help us to prioritize Amen. spiritual connecting Amen. in the midst of social Amen. distancing. Amen. Help me to make godly decisions, to walk in confidence, and to uh, pray bold prayers for myself and others. That's right. We declare right now over your life, God is your provider. God is your way maker. Come on. We declare that God is your source. Declare it right now. God is my source. During this recession of finances and resources, Father, you're going to help us to walk in your blessing, your economy, your resources that are available for our lives. So we declare right now uh, that, um, that we're going to have more than enough. Amen for every good work. Father, we pray that you would help us to have an unusual breakthrough, uh, unusual circumstances in jobs and business, reduction of debt, multiplication of investments. We declare right now that you are our source. You, our resources are yours to direct for the blessing of others. We declare that we are on assignment in this season. That's right. We will be God's washed hands and feet to serve others. We will help uh, others not to isolate from others as God, you enable us to not isolate from others or yeah. allow your plans or purposes right. to lose priority. Help us to offer love and connection to those that you send us to and let our reaction to this year not be of disconnection, yes. but of the opposite spirit. God, let our response be love and creativity and sacrificial uh, presentness in our relationships, in our church, in our careers, and in every place yeah, that we we're declare called. that. And we declare that the church will grow stronger. Amen. We declare that you, Jesus, you're the head of the church. And in this season, you're continuing to build your church right. and you're using us. That's the right. church is your bride. The church is your body. The church is your people and the family of God. The church is what your building. The church is more than a venue and it's more than Amen. a building and it's more than new buildings. It's more than social That's networks. Right. It's your spiritual family. And we declare that we're going to have a sense and live in a sense of your family now Amen. more than ever. God, we ask you to continue to build your church. We declare, Father, you're going to give wisdom to church leaders. You're going to give wisdom as we make these decisions. We declare that there's going to be creative solutions for unique obstacles. There's going to be resources Amen. for mission and purpose and vision to continue. Father, we declare that you are not hitting the pause button and we're not mailing in the That's balance right. of 2020. Right. But rather, this is going to be a season of reaching and rallying and serving Amen. and expanding to help more people so than good. ever before. We declare the life of God over your life. These are just five declarations we're making as a church over your life. If you want to continue to make them, go to the website, citizenheights.com, click on COVID response. And there's something we call We the Church Declarations. You can join us in declaring them. They're powerful. And we believe that as you know, you're going to have one of two testimonies in 2020. Mm -hmm. This year, you're going to have one of two testimonies. There's just two choices. One of fear and lamenting, saying, look what the enemy did or one of faith declaring, right. look what God did. Amen. We're not, uh, we're gonna be those of faith, right? We're not shrinking back, right. uh, we're people of faith. So, so that's, that's it. 
That's right. That's so powerful. So church, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your Miracle Sunday with us, yeah. opening your home. Remember, our pastors and hosts are right. still online right now. We're taking prayer requests. Don't forget to join a citizen group. Just click on that link on your screen or in the app or on the website, wherever you are. We love you. We, love we look you, church. forward to hearing the amazing stories of God's That's goodness right. and provision in your life as you continue to reach out and love your neighbor and change our city together. We love you. But he brought me his life his
Jesus in your father's house I am chosen and forsaken I am who you say I am You are for me, not against me I am who you say I am Come on, sing it out I am chosen, not forsaken I am who you say I am 